0: Well, I'm I'm really looking forward to this discussion. Like I was telling uh, Richard uh, Denise, because you know it's nice to kind of do a, like a debrief and discuss about everything that has happened. And um, I've been discussing a lot of the different things that we have seen, the patterns, the what does this election tell us about where we're going for 2024, and all of that is really important for us to look at as we journey forward into the next kind of, uh, I like to say, the next re- rebuilding or Uh, realignment of American values, because I really think that this, that's what this is all about, the realignment of what we as Americans value most dearly. Crucial victory for President Biden.
1: Democrats now have control of the United States
2: Senate. That's a terrible night for Republicans. The Republican Party needs to do a really deep introspection look in the mirror right now.
1: I never expected that we were going to turn these red counties blue. If they win, I should get all the credit. And if they lose, I should not be blamed at all. Donald Trump didn't change the Republican Party. He revealed it.
2: I don't believe we're in elections right now that are about right versus left or Democrat versus Republican. Saving this party—it's a
1: pro-democracy coalition against this authoritarian movement. The whole idea is like you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. That's all these people do all day.
3: The MAGA mandate doesn't require governing. It's
2: never been about that. They yell fire in a crowded theater the size of the United States of America. The MAGA mandate has been about democracy denying, about undermining our elections and institutions, about sowing division, and chaos.
4: What we've been doing for a long time is splitting off small amounts of Trump's vote. We call it the Bannon line. Those
0: people who were once part of your GOP base, they don't, they don't recognize that. There's a crack in the Republican base. That's not who they are anymore. This year, the Bannon line expanded not from 3 to 8%, but from 7 to 11%.
4: At the start of this thing, we
0: identified
1: three existential threats to democracy. The governor's races in Michigan, in Wisconsin, in Pennsylvania. Well, They're busy looking at our head
0: bake with a couple of ads getting into Rhonda's Santos's cage we were whacking up from the other side and that's exactly what we did we are an iceberg
2: on the tip of the iceberg you see the cool viral ash and you think that's all we do we are crappy motherfuckers
1: we're not trying to save the republican party we're trying to burn the republican party to the ground
2: So uh, welcome everybody to the truth and democracy coalition special meeting lessons for Democrats this election, the uh, truth and democracy coalition was formed to build a pro democracy movement in America. We educate the public about disinformation, teach people to be critical of the propaganda they consume and provide critical analysis of current events and social issues. We produce media and educational materials, hold seminars and meetings, work with other organizations, and organize events and activities geared towards building a pro-democracy movement in America. The coalition seeks to build communities of people of different faiths and ideologies to defend and promote democracy locally, nationally, and globally. We're also on YouTube and Facebook, and our YouTube page is youtube.com slash at Truth and Democracy Coalition. So what I want to do first is make some announcements and then introduce Dom and myself, and we will leave time at the end for questions and discussion. Uh, But first, I want to tell you about our upcoming events. On December eleventh, 2022, we're going local. We... We'll be speaking with Stephanie Vallejo, a leader of the Whittier Neighborhood Association and Whittier Term Limits. And she will talk about barriers to democracy at the local level and what to do about it uh, specifically here in the city of Whittier. Also, um, and you can register at tinyurl.com slash Whittier Term Limits. Also, mark your calendars for early next year to be in Whittier. Or to hold an event in your city on January 6 to celebrate democracy. We will be calling for a national holiday on January 6 to remember what happened and to celebrate democracy. Our event will be at 7pm on Friday, January 6 at Whittier City Hall. And if anyone wants to do an event in their town, please email email me and it's richprocida64 at gmail.com and i'll put all these links in the chat but we plan to have music food and speakers so um then on january 8th at 2 p.m of next year we will be moving past political rancor with braver angels they will tell us their techniques for depolarizing discussions about social and cultural issues To register for that, go to tinyurl.com slash braverangel. And finally, I want to thank you for your support as we advance forward in our efforts to defend democracy. And you can find us at truthanddemocracycoalition.com. Now let's move to our program. Uh, my name is Rich Procida. I'm the founder of the Truth and Democracy Coalition and the host of the Truth and Democracy podcast. I will identify five lessons for Democrats this election. But before I speak, we're honored to have our co-host, Dom Jones. Uh, she's a community leader, business owner, TV personality, and co-founder and chief creative officer of Democracy an organization that helps young women run for office. She works to build unity and love among neighbors and to free our nation from division and strife. And she will present her lessons for Democrats this election. So welcome, Dom Jones. You ready, Dom?
0: I am, I am. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be here with everyone once again. Some of you I've been here with before and others I'm just now getting to know. And, you know, we have just recently, uh, this last midterm 2022, been through so, so much. We have seen the personality, the energy of our country, the, the character really vacillate back and forth between where the country really wants to stand. What do we want to stand for and how do we want to go forward? And so we have some very important lessons we get to take from this. I know many of you all had did so much in this election, Me, you all and you knocked on doors you got others to vote of your friends or your family and I just want to stop before I continue to take a moment and say thank you I myself as an activist I am I call myself a peace activist peace p-e-a-c-e and you might feel like well what does that mean well that means this that no matter the political divide we seek to find peace as far as it depends upon us to be peaceable with all men and women Now, does that mean that we don't fight for justice and fight what is right for equality, equity, and parity to do the right things that make our country stand as a noble beacon to the world? Absolutely, it means that we don't ignore that. But it also means that we realize that unity and coming together Every single nation in the history of this of humanity has had an inflection point where they have had to stop and have someone rise to the top, remind us that we are humans first, not Republicans or Democrats. Were you born a Republican? (laughs) Were you born a Democrat? Was that your title? Absolutely not. You were born as a human being. So I am here to allow us to remember that. We're humans and we all want the same things. So what did this election really boil down to? Issues or values? Well, dare I say many independents skewed in the direction of values. Many independents gave this election to Democrats. When it was expected for it to be a quote unquote red wave, we didn't get a red wave. We got a little bit of a pink, pink, pink wave. And the thing is this, The Democrats held on to the Senate Um, while there is some concern regarding uh, McCarthy and his uh, possible leadership of the House with Nancy Pelosi now having stepped down, where there are a lot of things that we are now trying to figure out what is next. It is kind of convincingly clear that when we speak to the hearts and minds of American citizens about values such as an economy that works for all people, uh, such as medi for All that really helps to ensure that all people have the right to go to the pharmacy and buy their medicine and get their cancer medicine and things of that sort. When we speak to the issues of all of us realizing that we are all the same, many people jump on board of that over hatred, over fear mongering, over trying to divide one another because of superficial things like the color of one's skin or the belief of one's faith these things are minuscule in comparison to us residing in peace and harmony in this beautiful country. Now, again, I, to go back to the point, I do want to, I don't know if anyone here speaks sign language, but my grandmother, who is dearly departed this year, she learned sign language to teach people about the Bible. And I was so honored to know her at that time in her life, and she learned sign language after 65. <laughs> So I bring that up to share this. Whenever they would have Zoom meetings, when they would sign, do you guys know the sign for clapping on Zoom? Do you know what it is? Can anyone throw it up there? Yes, Francis, I saw it. So everyone, I want us to do this. I want us to all give the universal sign language of clapping for everyone's hard work this midterm election. Can we do that? And can we just, there we go. Yay. I absolutely love it. That's wonderful. That is such a wonderful unifying thing to do. And I'm so glad that we all honor one another in this moment. So let's talk about a few things, my friends. And this is going to no doubt raise some questions, some thoughts, some, oh, well, what's happening? Please keep your questions. We're going to answer them and talk about them. So let's get to a few things. I'm going to name a few things that this midterm election showed us. The first thing is this, the economy Matters, okay? The economy matters to everyday American citizens. You know, traditional indicators always show that the economy, that as an issue, is very, very strong. And Although on the ground, many people are suffering a great deal. I'm a business owner and I see how many of my customers and community members are struggling to pay for everyday things. How about going to the store and seeing a pack of eggs is $12 or $10? I mean, this is really showing the state of the economy. However, many people still have a lot of faith in our government today. They have a lot of faith in our government doing the good work and helping us get out of these hard times. And, you know, we wanna be very uh, clear on something. You know, economics can get very partisan, it can. And it's still a very salient political issue on voters' minds when they head it to the ballot box. And so while again, we didn't get that red wave, so to speak, many people voted in harmony with recognizing that our uh, overall unemployment has dropped below 4%, which is a very, very good thing. Um, While many are still seeking to uh, get income for their families and things of that sort, many are getting paid more. Although again, inflation, which is not an American issue, it's a worldwide issue, is really causing a lot of struggle. They still believe in our country and our government today. Another point that this midterm election showed us is that this 118th Congress is on track to being the most racially diverse in history. And so what's striking about 2022 is that a record number of, for example, African Americans ran as even Republicans, if you will, even if only a few of them won. So this new diversity of the Congress is moving many in our country to see that the country is moving away from, I'm going to say, a Trumpist or a level of Trumpism that might want to skew in the direction of, uh, let's say, a country that might look a certain way versus diverse and full of the the wonderful uh, colors that our country possesses. And so it's certainly um, very important for us to realize that while there is many divisions, while many do still vote along political lines and partisan lines, uh, there are, there is a, a growing uh, kind of ten- tenor in this country that is saying we want to go and move forward with the vector of change. Our young uh, children today in high school are the most uh, racially diverse group of mixed students. Everyone is so racially diverse. So the the needle is moving this way. And although there sometimes are powers that try to stop that needle and they do this, they say, hey, your neighbor, they're taking your job. Hey, that person next door, you should fear them because they uh, don't have the same values that we do as Americans. Oh, you know, they their religion is not a religion that we as Americans want to embrace because their religion discusses X, Y and Z all of these different kinds of divisive talking points wherever they may come from are used are being used to divide us my friends we have to remember we are more alike than we are different myself working with richard precida you see that i am a african american woman identified as richard precida may identify as a caucasian male but we work together in harmony this is a we want to show the example of what's possible in this country when we work together. When we see past superficial things and we look into the heart of one another, and yes, America is capable of doing that. Another thing this midterm, twenty twenty two, taught us is that traditional polling isn't dead. See, so you know, many would have us believe that traditional polling is dead. However, you know, we have come to see that people still are going back to the polls this year. Polls were on point. They predicted, like I said, a red ripple, not a wave and close races such as Georgia. And where are we going with Warnock and uh, Walker? We're going into a runoff. coming very soon. So polling is absolutely much harder today, but the poll error is relatively small. Um, Another point about this midterm election as Speaker of the House, for example, Representative Kevin McCarthy will struggle. It's not as if he is going to go into this and getting his way at every single turn. Many Republicans have said that they want to impeach Joe Biden, and what they're going to try to impeach him for is to be announced, but even they don't know yet. Many are predicting that there's going to be a battle over the national budget, and Republicans have balked at raising the national debt ceiling. Their opposition in 2023 could force a government shutdown. So these things are leading us towards a lot of political, I should say, uh, what may look on the television screen as theater, but in real life, it's actual issues and struggles that are affecting us all. But we have to remember that the, the structures that are held place in our government, the reason why the United States of America still stands, even with our issues, still stands as a lighthouse to the world is because we fight for our democracy. We fight to maintain uh, those strong uh, opposing views because you have a democracy when you have opposing views, able to voice, able to stand up and able to speak. And so we must continue to fight for that because we know that as long as we continue to put our hat in the ring and we say, listen, we're here, we're all here. We all have to live in unity. We all have to be strong together we're gonna push our democracy forward for progress. And so these are just a few of the things that we've noticed this midterm election. Another thing I wanna take note of is our youth. Young people between the ages of 18 and 25 showed up at the polls. Specifically, I'm in California District 47 in Orange County. Katie Porter ran for Congress, a dear friend of mine, and she was able to win. And to be completely honest with you, the young people turned out, do you know what turned them out? Roe v. Wade. That's what turned them out. They believe in a woman's right to choose, and they believe in protecting that. College campuses and city people really came out, the young people. What is that telling us? Can you imagine, my friends, if most young people, dare I say, right, most even half voted in the next 2024 election, 18 to let's say 30, Wow. Wow. The effect that that would have on our democracy, the progress that we would see. So we need to make sure that we GOTV, that we get out the vote amongst our young people. I went to many doors and I met 19 and 20 year olds who didn't even know we were in a midterm election. And they said, oh, my goodness. Okay, I'll go right now. I went the very day of election. A young lady went to the polls right away people care about their right to vote. It's a very, very beautiful gift that we have and it's what makes our country great. So those are a number of issues and we can continue on and on, but I do wanna say this to you all. I absolutely love that how many, over almost a hundred people are in this room today. We are absolutely honored. And we know if it's hundred people here, it's more like a thousand because all of you will share this to others and talk to your neighbors and friends. And we are fighting for democracy. We may be Democrats, we may be moderates, we may be independents, we may be Republicans. No matter who we are, we are all valuable. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. No matter who we are, we are all treasured American citizens that get to share our voices. And no matter where we stand on the political spectrum, if we know at the end of the day that we want our families to feel safe, we want our children to have a good education, we want to be able to trust our government officials. The the law means nothing if we don't have ethical uh, uh, elected officials who follow the rule of law. If we all agree that everyone has the right to do their thing and I have the right to do mine, if we believe in that, then we can do this. And this coalition, coalition we have here today is far bigger already than we could possibly imagine. So it's an honor to talk to you all in this very robust discussion. It is my honor as a community leader to stand with you. And it is my honor to say I love you all. I don't have to know you personally, because if you're here, you hit the human lottery like me. And we are here together. So I'm going to turn it back over to my dear, dear friend, Richard Presida. And please feel free to add, write questions down and we'll take them. Go ahead and unmute yourself, Rich.
2: That might be a good idea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and start over.
2: Okay. So, you know, um, your presentations are always so positive and wonderful. And and mine may be more controversial, but I think that's one reason why people come, you know, because we say things that they're not going to hear elsewhere. And we we do need to be, um, critical and aware and um, and be open to different points of views. And we, are, this program, we are open to different points of views. We're not just telling you people what they want to hear. We're telling them uh, what we think is going on and giving an honest analysis. So thank you so much, Dom.
0: Uh, Maria Anderson, I noticed you have your hand up. Well, go ahead and join in, please. You can unmute
3: yourself. Oh, thank you. Okay. Uh, what the gal just said was, uh, oh, God, this had to be the most uninspiring Democratic, just boring out on the field, you know. It was just really boring, and I hate to say that, but I was trying to get some of the leaders who had a bunch of ideas, because I've been doing this since Jimmy Carter. Of course, I was a little kid then, but um, I did a lot of, you know, campaigning and stuff where you make up a song and dance for their campaign and stuff like that. So I'm thinking, okay, what I'm hearing from everybody is they don't have a place to go. The Republicans got these rallies and they're going around, you know, but we don't have no place to gather and we don't have anybody. We don't have like a a home like they do. And that's what I heard from lots, lots of people. So I, I would tell the leaders, you know, what I've heard and my ideas, you know, we can take a, go down to the homeless shelter you know, pass up some things so they know what was going on. And then I said, we well, go. Well, I'll go right down the middle of the street, go down to the Indian Center and, you know, we could have a, a barbecue down there and just get people registered and get everybody excited about it. Because it was just, yeah, like, what if people would come around, you know, when we do door knocking and stuff. Because it's just like one time I was there all by myself, you know, I just,
0: yeah. It would, so, so like you're saying, Maria, getting people excited and interested and, and also having a, a good candidates that get us inspired, right? To they, they really deliver the message that we believe in and they inspire us as well. That's something that I feel this upcoming 2024, we need to look for. I don't know how many of you are in California. I see San Antonio, Texas. I heard Kansas. I heard New York. I mean, you guys are all over the country. This is a remarkable, remarkable group of people. And we all are striving really hard to figure out what us we do to to make our mark on our, our our democracy to make it better, and so I think we should definitely be thinking about uh, candidates that inspire us, candidates that bring that out the universal message that unites us, that can pull from the center, from the right, and from the left. Um, I'm going to go to Adrian uh, Diagne. Adrian, do you want to say a few a few things?
4: Hi, hi. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Dom. <laughs> I am in Los Angeles, California, and. Uh, Richard, buenos dias, buenas tardes. Coloque habla Espanol. Bonsoir.
3: Buenos buenos
4: I speak seven languages and I have this advantage of being in this country since 2005. I traveled the world before with doctors with our borders, and the politics is in our blood. I'm from Senegal, West Africa. Oh, gracias. What I'm saying is what we still saw in California and how we do is definitely. Uh, the coalition that work very well. We have a group of coalition and each and every one of us has a role to play. Uh, Let's say like Color of Change, you know what we did. We have dinner space where we came together and decide what we have to do and how we have to rally around candidate that we choose. But we ask also to candidate like we did, for example, in California with Karen Bass. We invited, Mm -hmm. we invite her, We we were 30 organization uh, migrants, 30 migrants uh, leading organization who asked her question. And she was with us answering one by one at little Ethiopia. Meaning Mm -hmm. I think that the fear tactic that is used in this country is terrible. Why? Because people don't know where to get the information and the right information. And uh, specifically the GOP are using it very well to make everybody afraid of going out of voting of having the right information what it is meaning i think that uh, first of all we need first of all to educate people to educate citizens here when they go to vote i don't vote yet next year i will do that but i rally for everybody because Wonderful. We, <laughs> my daughter my daughter knows karen bastin she was 5 years old she's 20 she couldn't vote, she was born in France, but she pushed her friend to go to the polling center and she knows about politics because we mm-hmm. educate our kids since the beginning. Meaning when we know exactly what is happening and we listen, I'm Catholic. I'm, I was born in a country where there is 90% of Muslim. I'm Christian. We don't fight over, over religion. We fight wow. over the What? Yeah, Senegal, look at it. We fight over the nation. The first president we elect was Catholic Christian in a nation where there is 90% of Muslim. Meaning Maybe. this is an example that we can talk about, how we can come together mm-hmm. and who needs help, we receive the help, but we yes. need our voice to be our voice to be heard. Because I think what I heard right now, many people don't know how to raise their voice to be heard and sometime, Uh, People don't want to hear about us. Or when we question them, because I talk to the White House on different topics, I'm a medical professional. When we want to talk to them, people are shutting down their ears, meaning we have to change. Our elected official, our candidate has to change and listen to us, listen to the young people who are coming because they will vote every month. You have a group of young people who become 18 and they can vote is where we have to type. But thank yeah. you very much for everything. Sorry for my French accent. As, this is <laughs> okay. well, but merci, Thank you. Merci, <laughs> thank you
0: merci. Hope
4: to see thank- you in L.A., my dear. Hope to see you in L.A.
0: Oh, indeed, Bye-bye. indeed. Thank you, Adrian. You know, you know, that was the kind of energy that really, really is infectious. Adrian, thank you for your work. Please do send your information in the chat to me um, because that is exactly what we need more of. And I like that the spirit in which you speak. And I want to pinpoint what Adrian said. She said fear. Fear is exploited. You guys, fear is really what is striving to kill democracy. It's fear. Let's boil it all down to the bottom of the pot. And we need to make sure that we don't let that flavor sit in.
1: Our democracy has been tested in recent years, but uh, with their votes, uh, the American people have spoken and proven once again that democracy is who we are. The states across the country uh, saw record voter turnout. And the heart and soul of our democracy, the voters, the poll workers, the election officials, uh, they uh, did their job uh, and they fulfilled their duty and apparently without much uh, interference at all, without any interference, it looks like. And that's a testament, I think, to the American people. While we don't know all the results yet, at least I don't know them all yet, uh, here's what we do know. While the press and the pundits are predicting a giant red wave, uh, it didn't happen. And we lost fewer seats in the House of Representatives than any Democratic President's first midterm election in the last 40 years. And we had the best midterm for governors since 1986. And another thing that we know is that voters uh, spoke clearly about their concerns, about raising costs, the rising costs that they're in, and the need to get inflation down. There's still a lot of people hurting. They're very concerned. And it's about crime and public safety. And they sent a clear and unmistakable message that they want to uh, preserve our democracy and protect the right to choose uh, in this country. After a long campaign season, I still believe what I always have. This is a great nation, and we're a great people. And it's never been a good bet to bet against America. Never been a good bet to bet against America. There's nothing, nothing beyond our capacity. If we work together, we just need to remember who the hell we are. We're the United States of America. United States of America, there's nothing beyond our capacity.